Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. This is our first week preview midweek episode that we're doing. I guess we did one for week one, but this is our you know first one continuing after in-season fully. I'm excited. I'm just going all over the place, but I want to welcome my, my friend, Mr. Tyler Plath. Tyler, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um... Yeah, I'm excited too. This is a first uh, first week preview episode that, I mean, let's be real. We we just kind of forgot to do last week's, but hey, you know what? It happens. It happens. So, um, no, yeah, I'm excited. And uh, there's a lot of interesting games this week to, that are. I'm looking forward to watch. There are. We will... We will cruise through those, giving you our takes on some of the more interesting players in the games, more questionable matchups, um, and so we will jump into that. We are recording tonight on Wednesday, September 21st, uh, so we will break down Thursday Night Football, we'll break down the whole Sunday slate, and we'll jump into a little bit of mailbag after, after of course, some news and notes. Um, wow, I just completely blanked on what I was going to say. Now I remember, socials. We are the Fantasy Football Fellas on TikTok, Instagram. Um, we are FFLs on Twitter, the FFLs on Instagram. I just said Instagram twice. Oh, my goodness. I am going to be honest. I just finished a Baja Blast, and I haven't been drinking <laughs> caffeine, and I'm, like, wired right now. Um, oh, let's go. <sighs> all right. Um, I am at Camwell317, joined by at Tyler underscore Plath. Um, and again, we're going to plug the chalkboard real quick. I know we plugged it last episode. Make sure you hop in there. You got our weekly rankings, releasing those tomorrow at noon, or I guess today when you guys are listening to it. Um, start sits, waiver wires, player props, DFS lineups. It's a ton of fun. Make sure you join. Put Pushing almost 1,000 strong. Going to try to keep growing that all year long. But, yeah, we've got a full show today. Lots of news and notes. Um, won't spend too much time on it, though. Um going to do the full weekly break or um yeah weekly break to, or preview gosh i keep wanting to say breakdown ty even changed it in our doc so i well, wouldn't say i mean in, uh, in I some am, ways it's a breakdown it is a breakdown but we are previewing <laughs> uh this slate of games and then we will like i said before jump into the mailbag so with that let's head over to the news and notes that was my transition oh no oh no <laughs> i knew you'd love it i did it just for you it's ty. like it's like PTSD, like all I over. I did it like... just for you. <laughs> um, alrighty. Ooh, Sleeper just released a bunch of stuff, so you're not going to have to tell me what I missed. Um, yeah. Mike Evans' suspension was upheld, so he will miss next game. Um, Justin Herbert is expected to play, but was limited in practice. James Conner is day-to-day. Gabriel Davis was also limited in practice. Judy missed practice today, um, so that's something to definitely monitor moving forward. Marlon Mack activated the 49ers active squad. Do you think he sees touches this game? Oof. Um, and if he does, would you think about maybe putting him in a flex if you're desperate? No, 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 no. Um, I, I just, I'm so curious, like the whole preseason hype about Jordan Mason. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he's, a nobody and and let's be real like it's not the first time that we're surprised by a Shanahan yep. <laughs> personnel decision like this but I I would be very very confused yes 100% um 
Also, uh, Pittman and Alex Pierce were at practice today. Alec Pierce. Um, Swift feeling 100% again, uh, which is a little scary for our Vikings who have struggled against the run. Renfro missed practice. Um, anything I missed that just came out on Sleeper tie? Yes. Um, so Lamar was listed as limited today, but he'll be good to go for Sunday because John Harbaugh literally said he will play. <laughs> uh, Kittle is limited in practice. Um it's nothing new from the past couple weeks, but still monitor it because when he comes back, it's going to be great. Um, and Lovey Smith is hyping up Damian Pierce. Take that as you will. Okay. Well, there you go. And now we, now we have full news and notes, Tyler and Lucas, I guess, are you going to be on the Saturday podcast or is it just Lucas going solo this week? Might just be Lucas going solo. It might be. I I don't know. We'll see. I uh, you know Sunday is going to be a pretty special day for moi. So oh, okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Oh, that's right. It's coming up. I forgot. Yeah. I oh yeah. I was. That's I'm putting right. you on the hot spot no, to no, see no, if you no. remember. That's right. You know. <laughs> um, it's also going to be a special day for moi on Monday. Let's see if you remember why that is. Or uh, oh no, wait, is it Monday or is it Saturday? No, Monday. Oh, it is Monday. I know it. I know it. I know why. (laughs) I's got a birthday on Sunday. I got an anniversary on Monday. Um, So we'll be rocking it this weekend. You know how I I remember my birthday? It's because it's Cam's anniversary the day after. And that's how I remember his birthday is his birthday before (laughs) my anniversary. See, look Um, at this. We're just just working together. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so with that, uh, let's jump in to our quick Thursday night football breakdown of the Steelers who are one and one playing against the Browns. And I have two questions for you for this game time. Does Nick Chubb remain as a top five fantasy option this week? The Steelers are currently allowing 125 rushing yards per game. What do you think? Ooh, that's a very intriguing question. Just because, I mean, their first game was against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was turnover mayhem, so they kind of had to remain in the passing game. Then last week they played New England, and neither running back really did, like, anything spectacular. Um, But I think, I, I just, I don't know. Like, you would think this is a Nick Chubb game, but I feel like this is where Kareem Hunt steps in, right? Like, mm-hmm. When the when it's a when it feels like it's a Nick Chubb game, it's going to be the Cream Hunt show, and when it's a Cream Hunt game, it's going to be the Nick Chubb show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not it's not it's not as simple as that, but that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would agree. I I got Nick Chubb as a top ten option this week. I think I mean he's definitely a touchdown threat. You mm-hmm. know he he'll, he'll probably he'll put up at least five yards per carry, but I don't know if I'm ready to say top five. Um. On the other side of the ball, we have Najee Harris, uh, who has been somewhat disappointing this season. Uh, well, he not somewhat. He has been disappointing this season if you draft him in the first round. The Browns are fourth best team against the run so far this season. Do you think Najee Harris has a bounce back week this week, or do you think it's a little more disappointing again? I think it's going to be pretty tough. Um, just watching like highlights and games of the Steelers so far, the offense is just kind of sputtering a little bit. 
And it's really because they don't really have an identity, which is hilarious to me because <laughs> your identity is Najee Harris mm-hmm. and you're not getting Najee going. What's up with that? So I think, you know, in due time, Najee will have kind of a breakout game where he's like, I'm back. I just don't think it's this week. I would agree. It's I, I, I don't think it's me this week. I think it'll be a solid week for Najee. I still think he's a top 15 option this week. I think they start getting him more involved in the passing game. But as far as efficiency goes, I just don't see it. So question for you, okay. do you see Nick Chubb finishing higher than Najee or Najee finishing higher than Chubb? I got Chubb higher than Najee this week. Interesting. Um, I do like the matchup for Chubb. Um, like I said on our last episode, I like Chubb these next two weeks. After that is where, you know, I'm not as excited um, just because he's got some tougher matchups. And obviously, obviously this week could be the Kareem Hunt week, like you said, and Nick Chubb could finish much lower. Um Last thing, as far as Deontay Johnson or Amari Cooper, who would you rather have in this game, fantasy wise? Yeah, give give me Deontay. I know I know the Steelers offense is going through some issues right now, but the one constant is Deontay Johnson, and he I mean he's gone twelve and thirteen back to or in the first two games this year, so it's not a whole lot of points. Mm-hmm. But Amari literally I, he didn't goose egg week one, but he pretty much goose egged week one. And then he had a big game week two. I'm not sure that happens again. So I lean Deontay, but I can understand Amari. I can understand an argument for him. Yep. I, I would agree. I, I definitely lean Deontay too. I I mean, Amari had a great last game. I don't know if that continues um, into this week. But now we can move on to the games for Sunday and Monday. Again, if we went in depth on every single game, this would take four hours, so we will move quickly through the games. We'll answer the questions that we know you're going through, questions that we're trying to wrestle with ourselves before these games. So let's start with New Orleans at Carolina. Um, obviously, both stud running backs in this game, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, have been not quite living up to expectations, we should say. Kamara missed last week, had a rough week one. McCaffrey's averaging 16 points a game, but if you took him first overall, you know, you're expecting more. Are you expecting full force both of these running backs to do well? Are you higher on one than the other this week? How, how are you feeling about these running backs in this matchup? I, I, I don't know. Like, Carolina is in a steam pile of garbage right now because Matt Rule is just not the good, is not the right coach. Mm-hmm. He needs to go. And there was, I mean, there, the Fox had a stat during the Giants-Panthers game where he is 1-24, in 24, I think it is, when allowing more than 17 points. Mm-hmm. And now you're going up against a New Orleans team with Kamara supposedly maybe playing, but then a three-headed monster on the outside with MT, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave. Really? I just... <sighs> I, my confidence level is really, really. I shouldn't say my confidence level. No, I did that. I will say confidence level, but it's the confidence level in like the 24, 25 point games that you expect from Christian McCaffrey. My confidence level in that kind of performance is at like zero at this point. Yeah. But for Kamara, I'm not really sure what his role is coming back because it doesn't sound like he's 100%. And if he plays, it doesn't sound like he'll be 100%. So that workload's not really going to be what it normally is. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. Like I, I feel a little bit better about Kamara just because I think his team is going to be winning the most. But I really don't know on either guy. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I think it's, I think it's questionable for both. I actually have really high expectations though going into the game. I, I just believe in the talent of each of these players. I think they're going to pop. You know, kind of come back a little bit. McCaffrey saw five targets last game. You got to think they start giving him more. Um, you know, when they he has ball, when he has ball <laughs> in his hands, he's magic. Same with Camara though. You know, Camara's mm-hmm. had a low target share the first game. I would expect both players to see seven plus targets this game. Um, you know, and then they score a touchdown all of a sudden they're 20 plus. So I'm feeling good about both of them. Another interesting stat from last week I've been kind of seeing all over is Chris Olave saw over 300 air yards. He had only scored 11, uh, 11 points. So for those who don't know, air yards are just attempts to the player and how far the ball traveled in the air before it got to the player. So 300 is pretty ridiculous. You know, he catches 66% of that, and all of a sudden he's at 200 yards. Do you think that translates over to this uh, to fantasy points this next game, or are you still a little hesitant on starting Chris Olave? Um, I... I think it's too much of a risk to put him into your starting lineup after. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, the 300 air yards is really, really intriguing and really exciting. But look at what he did. Like, look what he actually finished with. It didn't yep. matter that he had 300 air yards. He only finished with 11 fantasy points. Like, mm-hmm. I like. I just think it's a little too soon, you know, and maybe people are just trying to get ahead of the curve, play it safe. You didn't take Olave to be a starting wide receiver right now you were planning down the road within this year mm-hmm. just wait unless like unless like you've got darnell mooney and like juju in front of him then you're kind of like mm, shoot like who do yeah. i play then i kind of lean olave but i if you know for someone that has three solid wide receivers right now and olave don't worry about olave yeah, no, I agree. Um, next, we got Houston at Chicago, probably the best game of the week. Oh, um, I don't think many people are going to be viewing this one. This should be a get-right game for both offenses. Both defenses have been putrid. Chicago's given up almost 200 rushing yards per game so far this season. Um, Houston's not far, not far behind them. I really like David Montgomery in this matchup. Um, they proved last week that they're going to just ride, ride David Montgomery. He's going to, he's going to get a ton of attempts. You know, he scores a touchdown last week and you're feeling really good about him. Um, Tyler, is there any hope though, for the bears receiving options in this game, or are we just counted him out for the rest of the season, no matter who they play? I feel like. I feel like, you know, being a get right game for both offenses, this is a get right game for, Justin Fields and Darnell yeah. Mooney. Yeah. This is like one of the in or one of the better matchups for them to get back on track. But again, like you can't play him just because you've been burned twice already. So I mean, for that being said, with Chicago pass catchers, I don't know, you can't trust them. You, yeah. you can't until you see a game. So I don't know. You you've got to have a plan B if you've got a if you've got Darnell Mooney or like, you know, a guy that we were high on Cole Komet goodness gracious like go go pick up a tight end because cole Komet is miles off the page point yeah Yeah. right would agree um another interesting stat i saw brandon cooks is tied for ninth in targets 
Um, and his fantasy points have been disappointing. But yeah, he's got 22 targets on the season, averaging 11 per game. It's you would think this is the game where they kind of put it together. This is the game where he could see a touchdown. Um, you know, kind of come back to what we've expected of 14 to 20 fantasy points for Brandon Cooks. So he, for me, feels like a start this game, um, a guy I really like. Damian Pierce, would you think about starting him with how much Chicago's struggled? I would absolutely start Damian Pierce this week. I mean, he got the bulk of carries, and if I'm not mistaken, um, when you look at the snap counts from week one to week two between Rex Burkhead and Damian Pierce, it, like, completely flipped. So Rex Burkhead got about 70% of the snaps uh, Mm -hmm. week one, and then it was about a 60-40 split week two. So I don't know if this is a a changing of the guard already for Houston, but like I mentioned earlier, Lovey Smith was hyping up Damian Pierce after practice today, and he got all you know bulk of the carries last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a good game for Damian Pierce. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. He he's a guy that if you you know your RB two is like Ramondre Stevenson, I would lean Damian Pierce this week if you know. If you're in a deeper league and need somebody, I, I, I would not be afraid to put in Damian Pierce. Moving on to the next game, we got Kansas City at Indianapolis. I'm going to be honest, Ty, this feels like a Kansas City at Arizona type of game for me. Um, this this could be the game that we see the end of uh, Frank Reich in, in Indy, honestly. Yeah, I think Indianapolis could get embarrassed this week. With that, both of us feeling that way. Kansas City about to go nuclear. Is there any wide receiver outside of Juju Smith-Schuster that you're feeling confident enough to start, or are you just staying away from all their pass catchers not named Juju, Travis Kelsey, or CEH? I mean, I think the only two wide receivers at this at this point that are rosterable is McCole Hartman and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Like, everyone else you can drop, but even – if you have McCole Harmon and Juju, I'm not necessarily starting him this week. Maybe Juju just because it's an ideal matchup, yeah. but we thought last week was an ideal matchup just because it was going to be high scoring, and then he put up four points. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not playing any KC pass catcher besides Travis Kelsey. Let's oh, yeah. make that clear. I mean, Travis Kelsey has – I mean, this could be an unbelievable game for him. Looking at the other side, if Pittman plays this week – are you expecting top 20 week, top 15 week, top 10 week? What, what are your expectations like for Michael Pittman if he does play? Yeah, top 15 probably. Top 10 feels a little steep, um, but top 15 feels about right. Yeah, I got him right about the top 12, so I'm a, probably probably in the same range you are as far as players go this week. Um, but yeah. And then, obviously, I mean, obviously, you're studying Jonathan Taylor. Even if they get routed, they're still going to use Jonathan Taylor because he's really the only thing that works on their offense. Um, <laughs> yep, true. Moving, moving on, we got Buffalo at Miami. And I think this is going to be a real interesting game, right? Because we just had two explode for 469 yards and six touchdowns. And now he's going against a Buffalo Bills defense that has allowed 17 points all season. They are um, have allowed an average of less than 150 passing yards per game. Tyler, what is is your outlook then for Hill and Waddle, knowing that how well this Buffalo defense has played? Do do they keep it up? Are you expecting 
game, good game for one of them, none of them. How are you feeling about Waddle and Tyreek this week? I think this is a big Von Miller game. And I, you know, I may regret saying that because if he lines up on the left side, then he draws Teron Armstead. Mm-hmm. If, if he lines up on the right, he gets Liam Eichenberg and Von Miller will eat up on the right side. Um, I don't know. The defense has been playing well. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that Miami's been or is the best offense that they've go or that that they're going to play up to this point in the season. Like I know they play the Rams. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. Mm. I'm not saying that Miami has a completely better offense than the Rams. Yeah. But just right now in terms of who's hot and who's not, Miami's much hotter than the Rams right now. Mm. So I don't like I don't know. I feel like this could be a high scoring game and this is where just Buffalo just accepts a shootout and they just, you know, <laughs> four minutes left up one score. They need to stop. Vaughn Miller gets a sack, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's what this game feels like to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I, I didn't kind of put it together when I initially did my rankings this week. So I got to go back and change them. I have Hill and Waddle higher than I want them to be. I don't expect both of them to have a great week this week. Um, I would expect probably I would I would probably expect Waddle to take over a little bit more this week because I think they're going to have to try some more underneath things and they're going to use Tyreek to try and like you know push the safeties back like they get against the Ravens. But the Bills just feel like so much better of an offense or defense on the offensive side for the Bills. Gabe Davis plays. You're starting him. You're obviously starting Diggs and Allen. I don't think there's much more to say. I would not touch the running backs. Um, I don't know if you would, um, but just the way they've been used, you know, and this is a team that's going to want to throw the ball a ton. So I'm not touching the running backs this week. Same here. Um, next is Detroit at Minnesota, and this should be a get right game for Dalvin Cook going against the Lions. Um, and it should also be a big game for DeAndre Swift going against the Vikings. These are two bottom five run defenses as of right now. These are two two running backs that I think we can confidently say we think are top seven running backs in fantasy moving forward. Um, so if you're looking at this game, who, who has the bigger week? Obviously, we think they're both going to have pretty good weeks, but who has the bigger week, DeAndre Swift or Dalvin Cook? Hmm. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. Um, maybe just a little biased. Maybe mm-hmm. just a tad, but... Um, Detroit has not gotten exposed. Minnesota has. And typically after you get exposed, you are bouncing you are you are not only covering up those holes, but you're covering up all, even more, right? Cuz you mm-hmm. were just trying to prove like that's not us, right? Um I mean, you look at the line or who the Lions have played against in the backfield already. I mean, they allowed three touchdowns to the Eagles. They allowed seven receptions to McKissick. They gave up a goal line score to to Antonio Gibson, right? So nearly every single running back that has played against Detroit this year has had a good game or a mm-hmm. relatively like solid game. So that's why I lean Dalvin. Um, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not, you know, like ignoring Swift at all because Swift could very well be a top five back this week. Oh, 100%. It just comes down to if Dalvin scores a touchdown or not, which I think both of us feel is likely this week. Um, 
my next question is about Amon Ra. Do you have him as a top 10 option this week? Yeah. I do as well. I have him as my wide receiver nine right now. And it just, after what he's been doing since week 13 last year, it just feels hard not to. Vikings just got absolutely lit up in the secondary um, by Jalen Hurts. They don't have to be lit up quite as much this game for Amon Ra to still have, you know, a top 10 week. That That's kind of where I'm thinking, because you know where Goss looking. He's looking to Swift. He's looking to Amon Ra. And then after that, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. So I do have that kind of faith. The other player I want to ask you about is Adam Thielen. I was looking at stats because for some reason I had in my head that Adam Thielen was a Detroit Lions killer. And the opposite is true. Do you know Thielen hasn't only scored over 15 fantasy points once in his career against the Lions in, uh, I think it was 11 career games? And that was back in 2017. He hasn't only scored once. over... Only once. He hasn't scored over 15 fantasy points against the Lions PPR since then. Do you think we see a little bit of a bounce back week for Thielen, or are you riding Jefferson and Cook this game for the Vikings? Man, I the the Vikings offense feels exactly the same as the Rams from last year, where it was the Cooper Cup show. Uh, Daryl Henderson was... Uh, getting off to a decent start so that helped Mm -hmm. because i mean with minnesota it doesn't really feel like there's another guy stepping up with jefferson but that's another discussion for another time but um i don't know like like justin jefferson cooper cup adam thielen robert woods tell me the difference it's like that spider-man meme right (laughs) you're like huh you right like it's at least the wide receivers they look like carbon copies of how things started off last year for the Rams. So this week, dare I say I'm benching him and Ooh. we're going to talk about a buy low. We're going to talk buy low later in the mailbag. Wait this week. Cause if Thielen has another bad week, go buy low on Thielen. Cause we saw what happened with Robert Woods when he got it figured out mm-hmm. that could happen with Thielen too. Yeah. 100%. Um, moving on then we got Baltimore at New England this should be an interesting game because um, it feels like whenever a team plays New England it's just kind of a boring game and right now it doesn't feel like Lamar is going to play any boring games this season um, True. Lamar or Baltimore not Lamar Baltimore has the worst pass defense so far they've given up 736 yards in two games obviously giving up 469 yards to two it doesn't help but the game before, they played Joe Flacco. So it's not like they were playing an elite quarterback before this as well. Is there any hope for Mac Jones and the pass catchers this game? Or is it just Jacoby Myers as a flex and that's and you move on? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's as far as this offense goes. I mean, the passing attack kind of plays to the strengths of the Ravens defense a little bit mm-hmm. where there's not really a guy to take the top off the defense. Yeah, that's, that's why true. Waddle and Hill had such great success. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get them playing a little more up. Jacoby Myers is going to be the one guy that gets any kind of solid usage. Yep. New England historically tries to take away the best option, um, on your passing attack. As far as Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman go this week, are you worried about either of them or do you continue to trust them this week? Oh, I, I still trust them. I'm not expecting a game more than, or, you know, I'm not expecting more than 15 points from Andrews this week. So it's still going to be a 
a relatively good week, right? Because it could be yeah. five catches for 50 yards. That's 10 points. Yeah, and then he scored a touchdown. Right. But, I mean, for Bateman, I don't know. Maybe Baltimore sets up the play action, and Bateman gets a deep bond for, like, a 60-yard score. Like, that's yeah. how it could be. No, I, I would agree, and that's kind of what Bateman's been living on. He's averaging over 20 yards per catch right now. It's it's the deep bomb touchdown. He He's looked good, but I could see this be a game where he slowed down. New England takes that away, and all of a sudden you're kind of left with 10, 11 points. Next game on the docket is Cincinnati at the Jets. you got to think for this offense in Cincinnati, they're going to put it together against the Jets. For one full game, they kind of did at the end of the Steelers game. They did not look great against Dallas. Ty, is this the game where Cincinnati puts it together, or do you think they continue to slide as an offense? Um, I mean, how many points have the Jets given up in their two games? They gave up 30 in, to the Browns, and then week one they gave up 24-31 on the two, so they've you know averaging th- 28 points a game. Teams are having relatively good success against the Jets. Yeah. And it really and and here's the other and and I think this is worth clarifying. It wasn't the Jets defense that won the game for the Jets against the Browns. It was the Browns making mistakes and the offense capitalizing. Yes. That is a very big distinction. So this I mean, regardless of how good the fields are going right now in the Meadowlands, mm-hmm. I don't care. Cincinnati's coming in. They've got just a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah, you would think. I mean, Mixon's a start. Chase is a start. Higgins is a start. Burrow's a I start. Mean, I mean, you have to still start all yeah. the Bengals oh, guys 100%. because you, you know what they're capable of. Yes, you know the ceiling. I, I would 100% agree with that. On the other side of the ball, we just saw uh, Garrett Wilson be the youngest player to ever record 14 targets in a game. Do you think that continues? Maybe not 14 targets, but, you know, just – a really productive fantasy week. So I've been thinking, right, like, you know, exactly when should a rookie receiver kind of step into a wide receiver one role if they're drafted to be that, right? Mm-hmm. There's three guys to really kind of look at um, where that that idea kind of fits. It's Olave, it's Drake London, and it's Garrett Wilson. Personally, I feel like Olave is going to be stuck behind MT just because that's yep. just how their offense is going to work. Drake London's the only guy. So he kind of inherently kind of took over the wide receiver one role. So he's yep. kind of out of it. You're left with Garrett Wilson. Do I think Garrett Wilson's a better player to Elijah Moore? I don't know if we can definitively say that, but I like his upside more than yes. Elijah Moore. Yes. I like, Garrett will like <laughs> if I'm a GM or if I'm the coach and I'm thinking and I'm trying to scru- you know structure my personnel chart for wide receivers, mm-hmm. I am putting Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver one. Elijah Moore is my two, and Corey Davis is my three. Yeah, that's how I'm. That's how I would do it, and because of that, that makes me go in on Garrett Wilson. Then, yeah, no, I agree. I I think he's a start this week. I also think Brees Hall's a start. Um, last game he had. The same amount of carries, only seven, as Michael Carter. Michael Carter did beat him in receptions. But I think this is the week where we start seeing that shift of Brees Hall taking over in carries. Brees Hall was averaging, I think, seven yards per carry to Michael Carter's 
So I think just the efficiency that we saw from Brees Hall, the draft capital that Brees Hall has, I think we start to see a shift where Hall continues to take over this backfield. Carter's still going to be there. I'm not like saying like it's a 70-30 split, but I'm expecting Hall to be the lead back in this game. I, I would start Hall, maybe not with confidence, but I think he is a flex play the same that I think Garrett Wilson is a flex play this week. Hmm. Interesting. Um, moving on, I think this is going to be a boring game as well. Las Vegas at Tennessee. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not excited. Um, Tennessee is the bottom two team against the run, allowing 170 rush yards per game right now. Is this a Josh Jacobs boom week? Honestly, <laughs> honestly though, with how the uh, with how Vegas has been playing offense lately, they kind of need to change it up a little bit yep. because you don't just stall out <laughs> on the Arizona Cardinals in the second half when you're leading by twenty. You don't mm-hmm. just stall out, right? So I'm expecting some changes in the offense this week. I think Josh Jacobs is a big part of that. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think he could be a really big part of that. And then is this the week where Derrick Henry gets on track? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Um, this feels like a game where Vegas is going to sell out on the run. I mean, Taylor Luong got hurt against Buffalo, so you're down yeah. to starting tackle. You got bookend tackles or bookend defensive ends. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. I know it's a defensive end and it's not interior, but like they yeah. can get after it. So, yeah. I mean, we are we saying? I mean, can we say that Tennessee's offensive line is Bad. playing at the level <laughs> is playing at the level of Arizona's offensive line at the moment? They're probably similar. Yeah, I we saw what Vegas did. Yeah, and they shut it down. So, I think he's gonna have a decent week, but I he don't should. think it. I don't think it's gonna be otherworldly. I mean, I think, he should. He should have a good week. I think he, he falls should. into the end zone. That's kind of the way I'm gonna put it. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Philly at Washington. Carson Wentz. I've said it a couple times on some videos that we put out, but he's on a pace right now of 5,400 yards and 60 passing touchdowns. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't care how good you think Carson Wentz is. That's gonna come down considerably. And the usage that we've seen, he's spread the ball around. He's given in McKissick seven targets. Dotson's been pretty good. Um, I got a little fly flying around me right now, right around my mouth. Um, <laughs> we got uh, Curtis Samuel seeing eight-plus touches two games in a row. Um, for me, that makes that makes McLaurin my biggest sell um, in fantasy football right now because if the production is going to come down, Wentz is showing that he's going to spread the spread the ball around. I don't see a path then for McLaurin to take over as a top 15 wide receiver moving forward. And I think a lot of people still see him like that. Um, so I think you sell him now before kind of the wheels start falling off. Um, Philly proved they're a very good team. And so I could see them dominating Washington this week. I, I don't know how you feel about any of that, but those are my thoughts right now on Washington offense and Terry McLaurin. I, I think to just clarify Everyone thought of McLaurin as a top 20 option this year, mm-hmm. myself included. I don't think I can put him inside my 25 anymore. That's not saying, and it's not, and, and I'm what I'm trying to say is he still has value. 
mm-hmm. but it is not the value that you drafted him for. Yes. That's why he is a sell now. That's why it is a like not a it's not a panic by any means, but yeah. it is a like we have to lower expectations because he's not going to live up to the hype of the of draft season. Yeah. He's not Darnell Mooney, but you know, he's like you said, he's just not gonna live up to the hype. On the other side of the ball, is it a Devonta Smith week? Is it an AJ Brown week? Do we finally see a both week? What what, what are your I, I thoughts mean, we, on that? We kind of saw both against Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, neither of that neither of them scored. No, yeah. I don't think either of them scored. No, Quez Watkins had the receiving. <clears throat> That's right. The, oh gosh. Um, I don't know. I think I think Philly found a groove because I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Philly's first half performance in offense when they're spreading the ball around and then when they're running the ball as well. They're one of the better offenses in the league. Oh my gosh, they were ridiculous. Like that's that's what <laughs> that's kind of what made the the loss a little bit easier for me at least was mm-hmm. just being like wow, okay, like I know that we can be better, but like that was like borderline like playoff championship game conference championship game offensive performance type mm-hmm. efficiency like yeah they you couldn't stop them no so i really feel like they found a game plan that worked why not go well like don't fix what ain't broke yeah so i think both yeah i i would agree i think they both can have i would start both of them with relative confidence this week next we have jacksonville at the chargers are we in on ETN this week? Because no. I really feel like and I'm not. Okay, I wanted Gosh, to make sure. I, I wanted to I, check. Can you can you like boost my ego a little bit? Who was the one person saying like ETN may not be that guy this year? I, I'll give that one to you. There was a lot of ETN truthers, and you were definitely not one of them, and you made it known. The one upside is I think that Jacksonville's going to be down in this game, so maybe he gets involved in the passing game, but I still don't see him as – a guy I want to be starting this week. I don't you until he proves it. He you you can't start him. That's no. that's just it. Like ETN's got this weird name value that like oh you have to keep him in your lineup. Yeah. No, he no. hasn't performed at all. No. I would agree. Um, Austin Eckler rest the season. A lot of people have been worried about him. How how are you feeling? How do you feel about him in this game? I think he's going to be fine. Um, good receiving work. I think will still come his way. It's just the touchdowns that are going to be concerning. How do you feel about him this game? And then how do you feel about him moving forward? Um, man, I, you said it like the receiving work is, excuse me. It's still going to be there. It's the touchdowns. And when you have 12 rushing touchdowns and you're, (laughs) You're averaging about that amount of carries this season. Um, I don't know where the rushing upside. I shouldn't say rushing upside, but like the touchdown upside is for Eckler. Because yeah, I, I mean, like for all I know, this could be the game where they're like, "Ha, gotcha! We're actually going to run the ball this game, right?" Like mm-hmm. that could be this game. But everything that we've seen so far is they want to rely on Herbert more than Eckler. Yeah, for scoring at least. Yeah, I I would I would agree. I 
like I think I said it last episode, you have to change your expectation from a top five running back now to a top 10 running back for Eckler. Um, in the next game, Atlanta at Seattle, my question is both sides of the ball. Does DK figure it out fantasy-wise this week? And does Kyle Pitts figure it out fantasy-wise this week? And I'm going to be honest, I'm leaning yes on both. And I think it's partially because I just want them to because I was <laughs> a little bit higher on both of them. I mean, this is the matchup for both. I mean, yes, Atlanta has Casey Hayward and AJ Terrell, but I don't know. Like we saw what happened. I like, I I I've been wanting to do this for a couple days now. I want to go back and watch the film on the Niners Seahawks game and see how the Niners covered DK because mm-hmm. if they bracketed him or doubled him or had a safety over the top with DK, then I'm kind of scared because that's kind of then the kryptonite for the Seahawks offense if that's how they guarded Metcalf because clearly, I mean, DK Metcalf, I shouldn't say clearly, but we everyone should know that Geno's favorite target is DK. Yeah. And if you're going to double him all game, well, then shoot, Seattle is screwed. Yeah, I would agree. And so that, that does worry me. On the other side of the ball, we got Kyle Pitts. Man, you got to think if there's a week for Pitts to take over a game, this is it. Um, Seattle just does not have a great defense. Um, they have Quandre Diggs, but that's not enough to scare me. You know, if they're going to use Pitts, Atlanta, like, I, I need to see Atlanta have designed plays to get Kyle Pitts the ball. That's what I want to see this week. And that's what I don't think will happen because yeah. I, I don't know. Was it the Monday or was it the Tuesday episode where I said that Pitts is just not a scheme fit? Yeah. He's just not. I don't know. I don't know if that happens. Just they want to run the ball and then I don't yeah, who knows what happens after that. Yeah. So if if we don't see any schemed plays towards Kyle Pitts, we don't see a decent week from Kyle Pitts, then it's really start time to start hitting that panic button on him. I mean, here's here's something. Kyle Pitts still has the Kyle Pitts kind of name potential, right? Mm-hmm. If you can flip him for someone, I'd do it now. Yes. When there is the intriguing matchup, when it is the right opponent, right? Like get in front of the curve a little bit and yeah. move him when you can. Yeah, I would agree. Los Angeles Rams at Arizona now. Tyler, here's a would you rather. Al Robinson or Marquise Brown in this game? I I got to lean Marquise Brown. I just think this is a high-scoring game, and for whatever reason, Matthew Stafford would rather target Tyler Higby than Allen Robinson. That's that's how it's been the first two games. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's asinine. Yep. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And because of that, I have to lean Marquise Brown. Yeah, I would agree. Um on that one, Cooper Cup over or under 36 fantasy points this week. <laughs> under. Under? <laughs> I think he could hit the over. Um, <laughs> are you touching either Rams running back? No, I need I need to see a week because um, week one, it was the Daryl Henderson show. Then the reports were coming out that Akers was surprised by his usage. Then week two comes around and Cam Akers gets more carries than Daryl Henderson, but Henderson gets a touchdown. I need a week. 
yeah i, I might need a, need a couple weeks um <laughs> <laughs> i am out on them as well next we got green bay at tampa bay and man i don't know if green bay is gonna be able to score points in this game tampa bay's biggest thing is against the run Alan Lazard, limited in practice. Christian Watson, limited in practice. Both those alerts just came out. That's why we didn't mention it earlier. The rest of the passing game has not looked great for the um, Packers. They rely on these two running backs. How how worried are you about the Packers' offensive weapons? I feel like you still have to start Aaron Jones for sure. I'm 90% sure you're still starting A.J. Dillon. But how, how worried are you about the Packers' offense this week? Uh, I'm worrying more so because Tampa's defense is the best in the league. Like Tampa creates turnovers that get pressure. They don't even, and, and like Todd Bowles, you know, he schemes up man coverage, heavy blitz packages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they do that, Green Bay screwed. Yeah. Like they, they, they're screwed. Yeah. These wide receivers aren't beating anyone one-on-one. Not no one on Tampa, that's for sure. And then on the other side of the ball, we mentioned earlier Mike Evans out for the week with a suspension. Who's the biggest beneficiary of that on Tampa Bay right now? I honestly think it's Julio Jones. I, like, because when the, when the Bucs lost, um, Sorry about that, if you can hear that. Um, (laughs) When Mike Evans went out of the game, I thought it was Russell Gage time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing. Literally nothing. Brashad Perriman got the touchdown score. Um, I I, I feel like it's Julio Jones, and if it's not Julio Jones, then it's Leonard Fournette. (laughs) <laughs> and that that was where I was going to go with it. I think it's going to be a Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to get a ton of receptions this game. They're going to kind of work him back into that receiving game. So, yeah, I, I'm high on Leonard Fournette this week. Two more games. This is our Sunday night game. I don't know why they keep putting this team on prime time, but it's San Francisco at Denver. Um, San Francisco by a million. <laughs> is Russ back this week, or are we no. still out on Russ? No. No. I I – I will not entertain anyone that says this is the week that Russ is back because clearly they do not watch the games and mm-hmm. they are just going based on matchup. Yep. Like, if yeah, that's that's just it. If anyone's out there trying to get ahead of people saying this is the week that he breaks out, I'm not listening to you one bit. I don't care if you're right. I need to see it with my two eyes before yeah. I actually, like, say he's back. As far as Sutton, then, do you have him as a top 15 option this week? Um, or you, or do you think Russ is just going to put a damper on that for Sutton? Man, I San Francisco can take away a team's option, top receiving option. Yeah, I mean, they took away DK, but Tyler Lockett popped off. Um, I don't really know, and to be quite honest, it really depends on if they can protect Russ. Because that pass rush can get after it. I don't know if they can protect Russ. Yeah, I I have Sutton as top fifteen option. Um, I think I don't know if how well Judy's going to be or healthy Judy is going to be coming back. So that's that plays into it. Um, But yeah, I am I'm concerned. He's one of my top fifteen options that I am concerned about. 
on the other side of the ball, is it fair to expect um, the 49ers to kind of return to the form that we saw in weeks 9 through 18 last year, which had Debo as wide receiver 4, Jimmy as quarterback 11, Ayuk as the wide receiver uh, 16, and Kittle as the running back, or tight end 12 in that time frame. Do you think that they kind of return to that? That's kind of what I'm leaning. I'm not saying that, you know, Kittle's back to tight end two, you know, quite that high. But I I feel like they have to use Debo in the run game. I feel like that means that Ayuk and Kittle have to be more involved in the passing game. I, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on that because that, that's where I lean, but I could obviously be wrong on that. Part of me wants to say this is the game where San Francisco says – we're all the way back, baby. Like we've got Jimmy a quarterback and we're going back to things of last year. We're back. The other part of me says it's Kyle Shanahan and he's too stubborn and too arrogant to go. Oh, wait, I've got decent options on the outside. Let's just run the ball. Yeah. That's my, that's my worry. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that happening as well. Um, my thing is, I just don't trust Jeff Wilson to carry a team's rushing ability. I know he's been decent for fantasy, but doesn't look great carrying the ball. So maybe maybe it's just a huge Debo week where he is just involved all over the place and they just use Debo. That could definitely happen. Last game of the night, Monday Night Football, Dallas and the Giants. Is there any pass catcher in this game you're even looking at other than C.D. Lamb? Noah Brown potentially. Michael Gallup has a chance to play. So if Gallup plays, then I'm out on Noah Brown. For the Giants, <clears throat> no one. <laughs> like Sterling Shepard is clearly their guy, or is, is clearly like in penned in as a option for them. But they're rotating guys. Yeah, I'm not taking a stab at any of them. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. Um, and then. I'm going to I'm gonna save talking about the next question for our mailbag because it, it was one of the questions that we had. Um, and that is, so we'll jump into our mailbag questions here. But the first question, how, are you, how panicked are you on Zeke right now? Um, fairly panicking if that's, I mean, this offense is a shambles. Like Kellen Moore, I don't know how you can expect to win games without a rushing game. And like Zeke had a bulk of carries, but it wasn't like great rushing efficiency. Now people are, you know, calling for Tony Pollard because he broke off a 50 yard run, which that inflates your fantasy score. So if you have Tony Pollard or you have Zeke, take that as you will, because that's where a lot of points came from. Um, I don't know. It just seems like this team just does not understand like how to get the best out of your guys. And they are just kind of being like, you are here, you get the ball and you're just going to run. And if you go down, you go down. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, our next question is on Najee Harris. Would you trade Najee Harris right now? Only if I'm getting someone of equal value in return, like, I Najee will return. Najee will come back. Just give it a couple games. Yeah, I would agree. That's what I said. As long as I'm getting a top seven op run, running back in return. As far as buy lows, who's your favorite buy low right now? 
Um, I feel I, I think it's a tie really between Thielen and Zeke. Okay. Because when you look so for Thielen, we were <clears throat> we kind of talked about it already with you know how the Rams offense worked last year with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, here maybe. Maybe I'll just read the opponents real quick that Dallas has coming up. Giants, Washington, then the Rams. Philly, Detroit, Chicago. Okay. Then that's their bye. But uh, five out of the six games are against teams that uh, just give up points of fantasy or points in fantasy to running backs. Mm -hmm. After the bye, they go Green Bay, Minnesota, the Giants, the Colts, the Texans, the Jags. Eagles again, Titans and Washington. Like the the schedule that the Cowboys have is very very uh, is very nice for the running backs. So I say Zeke. I can understand Tony Pollard maybe, but I don't know. I'm I'm willing to die on a hill for Zeke because I, I like. I just think if Zeke go, like if the less they use Zeke, the worse this offense gets. That's yep. just that's just what I think. I would agree with that. Um, for me, it well, actually, I'll say I know Lucas's, and that's Dalvin Cook, and I think we both would agree with that. There's no way he stays at 10 fantasy points a game. Um, he's going to score touchdowns. He's going to be more involved. Mine is CMC. Um, I understand he's still got to pay up a little bit for him, but I think he returns to his original value, and so that's why I think right now you're paying top five price to get the top one running back, and so that's where I think CMC returns value. I think that they're going to figure out that we have to use him in the passing game. Otherwise, Matt Rule is going to lose his job. Um, that kind of leads us into our next question. We were optimistic on Thielen coming into the season. How have we changed on that? Or do we still feel like he's, he's a top option? I feel slightly like he he's kind of decreasing my rankings, but I still view him as a top 30 option. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same as you. Like, I think we kind of overestimated just how immediate of a of a role he'll have in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know what he brings to the offense, and yeah. the 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 second that teams start bracketing and doubling Justin Jefferson, you know that Thielen's going to be open on the other side of the field. Yeah, that's yeah, how I, I feel. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, as the year goes on, we kind of saw it with Robert Woods last year before he got injured. As long as Thielen stays healthy, you know, Robert Woods was a top 15 option before he got hurt. You know, it takes a little bit of time for Kirk to look somewhere other than Jefferson. Um, But I think it'll happen. And our last question in our mailbag is what has been the best surprise and the worst surprise so far this fantasy season? Um, I I got mine ready to go. And my best is I was pushing a really pro Ravens agenda between Lamar um, Rashad Bateman. Obviously, I was pushing J.K. Dobbins before I understood that you know he wasn't going to be back in time, and Mark Andrews, and they've sho- they've shown up, and so that that's been a nice surprise, you know, to see that fully come in. And I think the worst surprise for me has been we kind of talked about it earlier, but D.K. Metcalf and Kyle Pitts, and just how disappointing they've been. So I, I would say that's my that's been the worst, and then Pro Ravens agenda has been the best. Man. I say I think the best surprise for me is the mid round wide receivers and like specifically specifically Christian Kirk and Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the worst surprise is honestly like 
first and second round running backs. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole reason why you draft running backs early is because there is such a short supply of running backs and good running backs at that. It does not feel like the good running backs have showed up this year. And I know there's a couple, it feels like there's a, I mean, there's a couple that have, but the general consensus of running backs in fantasy football that are expected to kind of carry your team a little bit, right? With 15, 16, 17 point weeks uh, have not done so yet. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, So with that, that wraps up our mailbag. Thank you again for tuning in to the Fantasy Football Fellows. Lucas will be releasing a Saturday episode with starts and sits, um, so make sure to tune in for that. If you want our weekly rankings, head on over to our chalkboard. Um, link is in all of our bios. Again, we are the Fantasy Football Fellows on TikTok and YouTube, the FF Fellows on Instagram, FF Fellows on Twitter. I am Camelot317 on Twitter, and this is Tyler underscore Plath. Hopefully you have a great Great week three. If you are 0-2, do not give up hope. If you are 2-0, and but your team sucks, make moves because you're not going to live off of fluky wins. Um, Tyler, do you have anything to tell the people before we go? I'm really excited because as of 4.50 Central Time on September 21st of 2022, I'm projected to win my very first Dynasty matchup in almost a year and a half. So I am stoked and don't kill my joy because I'm kind of riding this right now. So <laughs> gotta love it. All right. With that deuces and we will see you on Saturday or at least look as well. Deuces.